the ability to share information and to help other people have opportunities to provide their voice, if you will, to a read can make such a huge difference in what happens and how the audience receives it and how even the customer or the client, you know, receives what's being um, what's being read. Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. Sound plays a more important role in human behavior and our decision-making than you may realize. In this podcast, I'll help you understand the art and science of sound so you can better influence others in business and your life. I'm your host, Jody Krangle. Let's delve a little deeper. Here's the first part of my interview with Latanya J. Pegues. For years, Latanya J. Pegues has been known as a person who can explain complex concepts and ideas in a simple way. She has a background in the performing arts and has worked as a low-temperature physicist and satellite engineer. Latanya is a skillful trainer who applies her knowledge and experience in facilitating and guiding clientele towards realizing, meeting, and exceeding their goals and objectives. We're going to speak particularly about how to overcome unconscious bias in audio, Where is this showing up for people, and how can it be overcome? Listen in for some actionable tips. As always, if you have questions for my guest, you're welcome to reach out through the links in the show notes. And if you have questions for me, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com, where you'll find lots of ways to get in touch. Plus, subscribing to the newsletter will let you know when the new podcasts are available. And now, without further ado, here's my interview with Latanya J. Pugues. Thank you so much for joining me today, LaTanya. I'm looking forward to this discussion a lot. Um, The first question that I like to ask people for this podcast, though, because it has to do with sound, is what is an early memory of sound that moved you? Do you have one of those that really made an impression on you at at a young age? I think it was um, the voice of my parents. That's a good one, definitely. What what about it really struck you? So as far as... um, their excitement to have me in the world and the way that they would address me, you know, like with cute little names, which I will not say on <laughs> your show. But you know, I think is I think that's the earliest sound that I can remember, you know, that really brings me a lot of joy. You know, they were very happy for my uh, being here and, um, you know, just the way that we've communicated, you know, throughout my childhood has just been, I think that's probably the earliest memory. It's been really great. That's a wonderful memory. Yeah, I like that a lot. Oh, it's always nice to be know to know that people are happy you're in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's a nice thing. Yeah, it's not always the case, you know. That is true. So yeah. I'm grateful for that for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so moving on to uh, the the main part of what we're actually going to be discussing here, I I wonder if you could define for us what unconscious bias is, just so that we know the baseline of where we're starting from. <laughs> sure. And I'm so glad you asked that because I also wanted to just talk about a little bit. Um, not that I'm asking the questions. That's your what you're doing. And I'm grateful to be here. First of all, thank you for having me. We're already <laughs> having so much fun and we're warmed up and ready to go. But um, I just wanted to thank you so much, uh, you know, for this opportunity to share with your audience. And hey, congratulations. Somebody got some good news today, right? Oh, yeah. So boss nomination (laughs) and being listed in a really uh, prestigious, you know, podcast category. 
So it's a really good thing. Yeah, thanks. Super. Actually nominated with my two other co-hosts on the clubhouse that we have on Thursday nights. Uh, Thursday nights, Thursday afternoons, actually. Okay. So Thursdays at 2 p.m. we have a Voices in Podcasting group that sort of meets it's a club that happens on clubhouse look at you yeah so cheryl halling who's also nominated and ann genguza who's also nominated are are my co-hosts so awesome yeah it was great to see all three of us on the ballot there really nice (laughs) well congrats on that um but to answer your question Mm -hmm. (laughs) getting back to the point (laughs) yeah why are we here today oh yes So how is unconscious bias defined? That's a great question. And I'm so glad you asked because, you know, when people hear this term, it kind of gets a bad rap. And um, other times people are just like, what does this mean that I'm unconscious and I'm passed out or something? But no, it's nothing like that. You know, they're really just stereotypes that people form without even realizing it. You know, we're talking about my childhood a moment ago. You know, when we're younger, there are things that we learn from our family, our friends, our school. Um, even what we watch on television, and it really affects different stereotypes that we have that we're not even aware of. Um, And there are also social stereotypes that people have um, from people who are just not around them. You know, so you're in Canada, I'm here in the United States. So sometimes there's just these things that happen that people are like, wait a minute, I thought all Americans did X, Y, Z. You know, I thought all Canadians did one, two, three. But where did you get that from? You know, it's because of these social types, uh, stereotypes rather, that we get just from the air in some instances, because what's traveling, the, speaking of sound, you know, an audio, what's traveling through the air and what are we picking up and what is our brain keeping? Yeah, those are very good points. Yeah. So how are people affected by it when when these things happen? I mean, they're going to happen. We're human beings. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, the interesting thing is that all bias isn't negative, mm-hmm. you know, so like I said earlier, it gets a bad rap, but all of it's not negative, you know. Um, what color are you wearing today? What color am I wearing today? You know, did we have a meal before we got on air? Hopefully not. So we don't hear any little <laughs> audio noises. Did but, you have coffee? I did. Right. <laughs> you know, did you have cream in your coffee? Because that will affect your audio. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, so those kinds of things. So all bias isn't negative. But what causes not negative bias really is just simply a couple things that if you don't mind, I'll just share with your audience, Jody. Go ahead. Uh, one is just thank you. It's just having wrong information. Some people, they just, it's just not the right information, period. You know, that's mm-hmm. just the bottom line. Um, and another one is that not all the information is received or shared. Sometimes folks hold back. They are like, well, I'm not going to tell them that part of the story because that makes me look bad. And I did do bad. So I'm just going to avoid that. You know, so sometimes they do, um, they don't share all the information. Another one is that they just don't have the ability to know about all the information. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got limited perspective on an issue because they just literally don't know. So, for example, if I'm going to try to tell you about the intricacies of brain surgery, I'm probably not a good person to do that because I have absolutely no experience <laughs> with a scalpel, mm-hmm. you know, with any kind of surgical procedures. So I would have a limited perspective on that issue. Um, another one is just not hearing all sides of the story. You know, sometimes we have these uh, tendencies to just want to hear from certain folks for whatever reason Mm -hmm. and not hear from others. And that also can cause unconscious bias. Ooh, and this is a good one. Something has happened to somebody that you admire that you think is done wrong. So if you have somebody that you really look up to, you know, a mentor, a celebrity, you you may not have ever, ever met them in your lives. And maybe you have, 
But if you think that they've been done wrong, that can mm-hmm. also cause you to have negative bias. And then let's just face it. There are some instances where people just don't want to know the truth. So these types of things can cause negative bias and can really affect our reality, you know, our true reality, not what we see on television that's projected as reality, but our true reality. And it's unfortunate because sometimes we just miss out on so many opportunities to learn more, to meet incredible people, or to even experience new things. Such a good point. Such a a good many points. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Sure. So how does this show up in audio? Because that's what we're dealing with here. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm curious as to how this um, you know, is it is it just harder for people to hear themselves or how does this show up? Well, it shows up in a lot of ways in audio. One is casting. So somebody is used to, say, for example, a British accent or a regional accent or um, something that really resonates with them, but they don't have um, an appreciation for other voices. Then you get a lot of, how can I say, potentially lopsided um, voiceovers. Uh, lopsided opportunities to hear different voices, if you will. Sure. Yeah. And so, you know, most of the world does not have a British accent. And so a lot of people are being excluded from opportunities to have their voices heard. And yes, some say, you know, well, you can um, learn one and you can, you know, use that. But there is a lot of authenticity with somebody's coming from their um, their mother tongue, if you will, you know, their their regular voice and what they experience. But then not only in casting, but it also is a challenge as far as just hearing um, from different perspectives. So like if you're doing a read and no matter what kind of amazing acting that you're doing, if you have no experience with that read, then you're like, okay, this is all I can give, Mm -hmm. you know, but if somebody can relate to it in a way that is really authentic, then that's what really comes through. You know, so the ability to share information and to have other people have opportunities to provide their voice, if you will, to a read can make such a huge difference in what happens and how the audience receives it and how even the customer or the client, you know, receives what's being um, what's being read. Um, and another thing about audio, too, is that, um, well, you just don't hear all the voices, kind of like what we talked about, you know, or a moment ago. Yeah. And then to that point, as far as branding, um, I know there's a ton of branding definitions, but um, here's one that I like. Um, it's an intangible marketing or business concept that helps people identify a company, product, or individual. So if you got this amazing audio brand and an audio voice, then of course that helps you to be able to be like, hey, wait a minute. That's got to be Jody Krangle because she's got the amazing <laughs> pipes over there. I immediately identify with her. You know, so your voice registry, you know, is important too. And just being able to hear, you know, different sounds and the way that we even articulate words. You know, some people in our country, you know, they'll have a little drawl with some of the things that they say. And even change up the letters so a thing is a thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> a you is a y'all. <laughs> and in sure. some cases, a park is a park. You know, a horse is a horse. So just even with that, you know, these are just different things and different tonalities that we can bring to the table. And if somebody who's um, either casting or even just, you know, interacting with someone with these different voices, if they aren't aware of their own unconscious bias, it could even affect how they are interacting with their colleague, coworker, um, additional actor, et cetera. So these little nuanced things Jody really can become big and large when even we're just trying to produce a product 
that we think our clients and their audience will be happy with. Hi, my name is Cornelius Ringen. I'm the founder of the International Sound Awards and the CEO of the sound agency We Sound in Berlin and Hamburg. Today, I want to celebrate my dear colleague and friend, Jody. She is one of the far too few women to give our industry a voice, not only as a highly professional speaker, but especially by her audio branding podcast. My partner Lars and I also had the pleasure of being interviewed by Jody in the episodes 62 and 63. So thank you, Jody, for spreading the word. You are such a great woman, and I'm looking forward to the next episode of the Audio Branding Podcast. Cheers. Are there some real-world examples of this that you've dealt with? Ooh, how much time do you have? <laughs> go for it. We're, we have as much time as you want. <laughs> well, I'll go with an obvious one to me. I'm not going to say a name. Sure. Because people will be like, how could she? <laughs> but there's this one um, animated film that is extremely popular. And the voices that were um, cast, um, they were nice voices. But the most authentic voices came from those who had the experience of that culture. And for some reason, it seems like even if a film or an animation um, creation is made based on different, uh, let's just say continents, I'll just keep it broad. I'm really trying not to tell you who I'm talking about. <laughs> sure. On certain continents is that um, it seems as if the lead characters seem to always somehow end up being white men or white women. And you're like, well, wait a minute. This production is talking about this whole continent where there's probably not the majority people. And so sometimes with unconscious bias and these things, we just have to use black and white. Sorry. If anybody's mm -hmm. like, did she say that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> but it's just so interesting. That's why we're here. Okay, well, let's go. <laughs> it's all now, good. Now that we're, you're okay, I'm like, I don't want to offend yeah. her, but no, I might have good. to. It's good. I okay. want to hear your perspective on this. That's why we're here. Super duper. <laughs> Ooh, freedom. Yeah. <laughs> and so what happens is, now that I know I can just be free, is that the people who have unconscious bias, they're thinking, you know what? We're going to do this wonderful story because they see there's lack of diversity in certain areas. And it's so like, oh, this is great. We're going to do something, say, for example, uh, about the, with the continent of Africa as the set. And that's the place setting. And this is what we're going to do. And we're going to have all these authentic characters and everything's going to be that way. But their bias comes in where it's like a person of African descent not able to be the lead character. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, well, we can act, you know, especially when we're talking, we're talking about audio and branding. Well, we can just act like we sound African or we'll take a class and we'll learn these. Things. But it's like, you know, there's some offense that's there, you know, because you have eight billion people in the world. And you mean to tell me you can't find people from the African continent who are wonderful voiceover actors and mm -hmm. you have great experience that who can bring so much authenticity to the read and to what's happening. You know, that's that's offensive. And sometimes people just, they really don't understand that that's what they're doing because they're so excited about being in a diverse place where they are actually able to do something different and, you know, have all these great um, 
uh, how can we say backgrounds or even if they're even shooting on location, you know, we're going to so and so, you know, this nation or this continent. But yet and still their bias is keeping them from totally being inclusive. Mm-hmm. And there was a time in Hollywood where people were like, well, you know, if something's got an all black cast or all um, uh, uh, non-white cast, basically, that it's not going to do well overseas. And you're going, OK, so where did you get that from? Well, there's this example of this film. Yeah, but it wasn't funded. It wasn't marketed, you know, like a multi hundred million dollar film either. You know, so people, they don't see the full story. They just see, oh, we tried that and it was a failure. Oh, we did this and it was okay, but it wasn't reaching the numbers that we were expecting. It didn't reach the numbers we were expecting. You know, so that happens too. But it's like, but you're not, all things are not equal. And one of the things sometimes I talk about as an unconscious bias trainer is that you need to bring all of the uh, stakeholders to the table. You know, so are you listening to all the voices or are you just listening to some of the voices who are saying what you want to hear? And you may not even understand the other voices, but that's the beauty of bringing all the voices together. So back in the day, we used to talk a lot about brainstorming. You hardly even hear that anymore. You know, so when you have brainstorming, what is that? Because you want to hear different ideas. You want to hear different experiences. You want to be like, okay, this is where we're starting. I'm using a little tiny, small fingers to put together for those of you who are listening (laughs) versus this is where we're going and hands Mm -hmm. spread apart now, you know, like a huge gap. So you can see that there's a change. And so when that happens, my experience, Jody, has been that every time that there's a brainstorming session, we're better off at the end than we were at the beginning because we've all come together and we've shared our ideas. And so that, too, can happen, from my perspective, with voice. So when you're, you know, Hollywood and, you know, whomever else, Bollywood, Nollywood, all the woods, you know, are creating <laughs> opportunities, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that actually is the value of a Nollywood and a Bollywood. Is because we get to see these different productions that are done on a great scale. Granted, they may not have a hundred million dollar budget or five hundred million, whatever they're going for these days, but the authenticity that they bring in understanding the culture, understanding the read, the words, and how the even the actors are able to interact with each other, there's really something powerful in that. And guess what? Now they have their own industry spin-offs where they don't have to even really be connected to a Hollywood uh, type of um of industry, if you will. Yeah, I love this. So I was going to ask you how we would be best able to overcome this. But of course, you're you're talking about it right now. So more brainstorming, opening up the conversation uh, is are there, you know, other ways that you think that we could widen our spectrum of hearing experience? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, be curious. That's the main thing. You know, it's like just be curious instead of saying, OK, well, this is how we've always done it. This is easy. You know, all my friends are in my my pool. Um, so I'm just going to go with what's in my pool and what's convenient. No stretch. You know, just like when um, for you foodies out there, if you're interested in trying something new, what are you going to do? You're going to go to the edge of town. If you heard there's an incredible restaurant there for your favorite dish or, you know, you, you read, read rave reviews about this new place, you're going to go and seek that out. So similarly, ladies, that was fun to say. <laughs> Similarly, <laughs> we talk for a living. <laughs> you can tell. So on the same note, we'll just switch. So OK, that, that works too. flip it and reverse it and reword it. <laughs> Is that when you have an opportunity to learn and grow and hear something different, you might have to stretch out of your comfort zone to be able to go and do that. So be flexible. And I would even say even be willing to change. And also, most definitely, be courageous. 
because sometimes when we're trying new things and especially if you got a well-oiled machine over here and you're like well you know why don't we try this over there sometimes people are comfortable with what they're comfortable with and they think that they don't want to really change you know they just want it to be what it's always been but they forget that there was a time that things did change and that's how they were able to advance to where they are i don't know what it is jody but there is something about change that really can make people kick against the prick. But when it comes and they're like, oh, we love this. You know, this is great. This is awesome. You know, so say, for example, even just going from a rotary dial phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to a push button phone. They're like, oh, what do we need that for? You know, we're going with what's familiar. Mm-hmm. Getting a pencil. If you got to use, I don't know if you guys remember that in the day. I remember that. Instead oh, of using goodness. your finger because sometimes your finger could get caught in there or whatever. Having the, the phone on the wall. <laughs> having yeah. to run from the bathroom to the phone or not trip over the cord as you're trying to get to the ph- Yeah, all these oh old goodness. school memories. Yep. yep. But yet and still the dial tone uh, phone, the push button was really remarkable. It really transformed our lives and saved us from breaking uh, pencils and, and you know, hurting our fingers with the rotary <laughs> dial, yeah. you know, and all those kinds of things. But so technology in itself or just even evolving. Oh, my goodness. There's smartphones we have. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just so many things that people initially may not understand. And in marketing, we call them early adopters, people who don't want to get on board at the beginning. But then over time, it's like, hey, we love this and we want more of it. Yeah. And so I think that also is an opportunity for the audio industry is that when they are able to be open to trying new things, you know, just really being courageous and taking those big steps. I mean, it really can make a huge difference in how um, the um, industry expands, even creating new opportunities for other people. You know, in the business, we know that a lot of folks, there's there's nepotism everywhere. Oh, sure. You're going to run into somebody's cousin, their sister, their brother, their auntie, their uncle, you know. And so, okay, we see that there's families here let's get some new families involved too. You know, let's bring some authenticity here that's that's different. And um, just to bring it up, um, George Floyd's murder, I think brought a lot of attention to um, just different perspectives and things that people experience that their others are just not familiar with. Sure. And so, um, you know, people will say Black Lives Matter, which of course they do, but they matter in so many ways. You know, not just of course as um, staying alive, and I'm an African-American woman, I'm born, in the U.S., but people can't see that because they're listening to me. But there's so many other ways that Black Lives Matter. They also matter in audio and in voice. Just think of a James Earl Jones. Oh, yeah. Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. Alicia Keys. They have these voices that bring so much to the work. Mm-hmm. And my goodness, James Earl Jones just says this is CNN. And you're like, Yeah. <laughs> So true. Yes. (laughs) I mean, what is that for? This is CNN. If you get five words or however you want to even. Amazing. Yep. You know, so just all that. That is an excellent example of how one voice can just rock your world. Be like, woo. Yeah. He's an integral part of their audio brand. Amazing. There you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely a big part. And so with that, I don't know the story, but someone had to stretch back in those days to say, you know what? We don't care that that whatever the skin tone is, we're not caring about that. We're going for the talent and that's what we're going to book. And that's been, what, 20, 30 years? I don't know. A long time. And we still, I can still, I think that is a sound that has resonated with me. You know, it wasn't a little baby or a youngster, but as an adult, that's been a big one. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
and an, an inspiration for a lot of people, actually. So, yeah, definitely. Are you looking for ways to improve your company's or podcast's impact? You'd be surprised how powerful the use of an intentional audio branding strategy can be. Want to know more? I have a free downloadable PDF that gives you my five tips for implementing an intentional audio strategy at voiceoversandvocals.com slash audio dash branding dash strategy. That location does ask to put you on a mailing list just to send you updates on when the new podcasts come out. But if you really don't want to give your email out, I understand. Just contact me directly. My email is all over my website and I'll make sure you get that PDF without needing to sign up anywhere. If you do sign up, though, you also get access to a resources section called The Studio, where I have videos, white papers and PDFs, discounts from my guests and snippets of audio from my guests that no one else gets to hear. So maybe it's worth your while. Totally up to you. And of course, if you're looking for voiceovers, you can get in touch with me about that, too. Now, back to the podcast. That is definitely one of those iconic voices that I grew up with, too. <laughs> OK, so you, you heard that even in Canada. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. But to keep oh, answering. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, but to keep ask, um, answering your question, you know, as far as what we can do to change and to work on our negative bias, um, we can just admit that we're, when we're wrong, that's a big one. It is a big one. You know, some people just can't do it. I have family members who cannot say I was wrong. You know, I'm sorry. They just can't do it. Um, apologizing, even just a simple apology. You know, some people just, they can't do it. And so if that's you, ladies and gentlemen, who's listening, you know, then it sounds like you probably have some negative bias that you're not aware of. Or even can you even hear opposing views without being argumentative? You know, some people say we can agree to disagree and other people are like, forget it. If you don't agree with me, you're out of here. Yeah, that's a tough one, especially these days, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. social media isn't helping that either, is it? <laughs> You know, but that's this thing. It's there's these little bubbles of bias. I call them bias bubbles that yep. people get in. And then once they're in there, they can just stay self-contained in that bubble and just live the rest of their lives. But what I recommend is listen to opposing sides. Just listen. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of different voices out there. I get it. And you may not want to hear any of it. But that's a courageous step is to listen to somebody different that you totally may not even agree with and just try to hear what they're saying. And I recommend um, here in the U.S. we have four or five different um, cable network news um, stations, as well as your regular like ABC, NBC, CBS, etc. So what I recommend people do as a way to stretch Jody is to just listen to all of them. Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, um, News Nation, all these different ones. Listen to them all. You don't have to listen for an hour, but give it five minutes. So even if you just listen to each one for five minutes, whether you agree or disagree, you might hear a different perspective that you never even thought was possible. And what I also like to tell people, too, is, hey, if you're talking about covering a world full of news in 30 minutes, that's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, even that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. I live in Texas and there are 254 counties in the state of Texas. So if you if we even just want a countywide news in 30 minutes, it's impossible. So that's another reason I suggest listen to different perspectives so that you can just hear and pick up on different stories. I do it all the time. I'm channel surfing. I have my favorites that I like that I prefer. But yet and still through me channel surfing during the news time, 
I'm like, oh, they didn't pick that up on that network. Okay, got that, learned that. Oh, okay, okay. So that also affects um, my uh, affects my approach and what I hear and how I respond. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about unconscious bias, that's a way to, to start kind of undoing what I call undoing bias. You know, for people who are sometimes, again, they have this narrow view, and I'm putting my hands together, folks, almost close <laughs> together, hands up, almost like praying, but not quite, but just really close. This narrow view of life. And then some wonder, well, gee, how come nobody likes me? How come I don't have any friends? Well, maybe you need to expand your worldview. And just even from the news perspective can help you do that. Listening to different music, going to different, well, we're in a pandemic, but you know, when it's safe, go to different venues, try different food. My goodness, get across the railroad tracks and go to a different part of town. You know, even if you've heard all these terrible things, oh, well, you know how it is over and such and such. Well, now go experience it for yourself. Because a lot of times people are giving their snap judgments or maybe they had a bad experience, remember? And they were done wrong because why? They did wrong, but they're not going to tell you that they did wrong. And so then everything else is just a wash because that one person had a problem and they're not going to tell you that. And so I cannot tell you how many times Someone else's offense has really messed it up for a lot of other people. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. So that's a, that's a hard one to overcome, too, because if you care about that person that's telling you that stuff, then you're, you know, apt to agree with them. Mm-hmm. You're apt to think that they're telling you the truth. So mm-hmm. and then your bias kicks in. <laughs> it sure does. And yeah. it also kicks in when you don't have a diverse group of people around the decision making table. Oh, true. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to, here we go. You know, it's unconscious bias, so it's not a comfortable conversation sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But white men who are decision makers think that they're diverse when they have other white men of different backgrounds come in and sit around with them and discuss things. It's like, but you're still white men. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have a white male perspective, regardless of who you love, regardless of where you're from, regardless mm-hmm. of, you know, what you do for a living. You still are, have come with a certain amount of white male privilege. You know, so my thing is that bring other ethnicities to the table. Bring different experiences to the table. My goodness, if you have a question about it, just look at a map of the world and bring in representation from each continent. You know, hey, every country would be super, but that's a whole bunch of countries. There's over 200 countries in the world. But if you can <laughs> just get a broad stroke even per continent, of different voices or even people, different experiences that in itself is going to diversify your vendor pool. That's another one higher from different groups and organizations. You know, is it really right that you're still using the same vendor from a thousand years ago? (laughs) Things have changed. And I'll tell you folks, I've been in business myself for decades and I know that I have experience that people get comfortable and who have had long-term contracts. And what they're bringing to the table, sometimes they get a little comfortable and they're not giving their best because they know they're going to get the work. And so when people know they're going to get the work, this could also apply to some of the voice actors and people in the industry. Some, you know, are you all getting a little comfortable? Are you not you know, doing as much research as you used to do to get ready for a read? You know, are you not even trying to hear different voices and hear different perspectives? So if you're asked for that in the moment when you're being directed, hey, I don't know. And then those of you who are doing the hiring and looking for folks, are you just, you know, comfortable with those who are on your roster or are you looking for new voices now? 
I don't know if you are or not, but don't expect a quick fix. We're talking about behavioral changes. These things take time, but it's okay. You know, and if you want to be an ally, go for it. But ask people who are on the, the part of the, that you're allying for, advocating for, ask them what their needs are. Just don't assume that you know everything because, you know, hey, I'm the director. I'm the, um, you know, the owner of this. You know, I'm the funder. I'm the executive producer. Okay, sure. thank you for your service and what you're doing. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you have all the answers. Yeah. And so it's good to expand your mind and what you're thinking. You know, think outside the box, you know, stretch. And I think that's what happened with George Floyd's murder um, is that people realize it's like, oh, my God, this is really happening. And not only did it happen once, but this guy um, who murdered him, Derek Chauvin, he has a has a history of doing that same type of thing to even teenage girls. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, this is a real thing, you know. And so the way people feel about each other and experience things it can affect so many other people. And one of the, I have a blog and I talk about unconscious bias pretty much every week. And one of the things I talk about, and of course I'm a trainer, so if you all want to bring me in, I would love to do that virtually <laughs> and in person, is that um, when you're in a position to actually do something to make a change, do it. <laughs> you know, it's important to be able to make that leap and to be able to Try something different and be courageous. I talk about being courageous. And then also when there's no accountability, you know, if we, we know some people who are, well, I know people who just seem to get away with whatever. They could have broken every law, but still are not held accountable. So sometimes, you know, when we're doing things, you might have some voice actors or directors or people who are in casting or scouting who are just, they're good at what they do. That's how they get away with it sometimes because they're excellent at their job but they're not excellent in how they speak to people. They're not excellent in how they're a team player. You know, they're grumpy, they're temperamental and throwing things. And it's like, wait a minute, we're not kids, we're adults, mm-hmm. you know? So if that person keeps getting away with that type of behavior, hey, what happens? They get worse and worse and worse. And then people are forced to have to work in that environment because they need the work in some instances, or they wanna be associated or affiliated with a certain production because maybe other people there they really enjoy but it's those one or two rascals where they're like we got to put up with this so we can get to that this has been part one of our interview i hope you'll tune in next week for part two well that's the end of this episode thanks for listening and if you like what you heard why not tell a friend about this podcast it's available in all the usual locations Until next time.